Welcome everybody back to Dice and Consequences. I cut out the 60 welcomes because you guys came after me last time and I was not okay with that. Like Chris said, you I, I wasn't even there to defend myself. So, you know, take that. Welcome back to Dice and Consequences. Uh, I'm your Dungeon Master, Jake Geedy, uh, here for a special round of, I guess, what we're calling the Spring Equinox Special Mini Campaign, where we're bringing our home campaign into the Dice and Consequences verse. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and our holidays going... are getting very specific. Yeah, they're getting very specific. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have uh, Everard Elkshaw Academy. And uh, joining me, of course, around the table, as always, we've got Savannah Baldwin. Button Mycelium. Kirsty Hamilton. And Talia Ness. Chris Ward. Audric Glipnup. Austin Woodyard. Sir Renard. And then making his triumphant return to the Dice and Consequences table, we've got Eric Hamilton. Playing Roxnar. Or just Roxnar. Roxnar, there we go. <laughs> and then making their Dice and Consequences debut, we've got uh, Tyler Halbach. Hi, uh, Pert of House Roosh. There we go. And then we have Garrett Stiltz, who is playing. Hi, my name is Garrett Stiltz, and I'm going to be playing the role of Tyra today. And of course, as always, again, I am your Dungeon Master, Jake Geedy, welcoming you to the land of Andorra, or the country of Andorra, and the town of Elkshaw. So, a little bit of a background on Elkshaw. Uh, Elkshaw is in the... Uh, country of Andorra, which is freshly off of a great war between uh, the humans and the halflings and sort of the, I guess, Neapolitan groups in Andorra and uh, Caelan Gald, the uh, home of the High Elves. Uh, it was a very destructive Great War, World War One-esque sort of upheaval, and uh, it has changed the whole political landscape of the whole region. These guys have played through their freshman year and now are in their sophomore year at uh, Everard Elkshaw Academy, which is the adventuring academy there that trains young, aspiring, and in Sir Reynard's case, male inept students in the ways of adventuring. It is a very long and uh, prestigious uh, academy. It takes its name, obviously, from the town and the person who founded it, who also helped found the town several uh, hundred years ago. So, anyway, that's where we're going on there. So, it is springtime in Andorra and in Elkshaw, and so... As the southern forests start to come into more bloom and, and the white Delilah flowers begin to bloom around Circular Key and into basically into the Southland, into the farmlands and coming back up the hills towards Elkshaw Academy near the Royal Road. We uh, take a bird's eye view as we fly down over the Andorran Heights and into one of the more affluent areas of uh, Elkshaw we have in the Andorran Heights we uh, come up to a uh, a large house that is a well, it's a mansion but it's a mansion that really doesn't look like any mansion you've really seen before it looks like a mansion that has been slapped together by uh, many different additions to disjointed styles but already also brings together kind of like a definitely a look of affluence. Each addition has been made for the immensely growing population inside the house. Opening the door, we fly down inside and see a bunch of... what are they called, Tyler? 
Herringons. The Herringons of uh, hopping and bouncing all around there with the harried house staff rushing through trying to get there. You have ones from the little tiny ones to ones about 8 to 10, 13. You see the older ones uh, about uh, 17, 20. All of them in, in various different uh, forms going to work or getting ready. You see uh, a fully grown adult uh, uh, Herringon. Uh, going uh, through from one side of the house, the entryway to the other, reading a newspaper, drinking a cup of coffee. As soon as he finishes his cup of coffee, he drops it. And as soon as he drops the cup, immediately a halfling housemaid uh, who's carrying six more, a whole brace of herringons, uh, catches the uh, cup and makes it disappear. Uh, now, out walks a herringon woman, a, a taller herringon woman, wearing a more form-fitting uh, black business sort of dress with a blazer over the top of it, and uh, some very nice golden jewelry uh, around her neck, as a black long town car rolls up in front of the gates there and opens. She walks through, turns back, and it calls, Hurt! And we see... Hurt of House Roosh. Step out of House Roosh as his mother stands at the door to the town car waiting to welcome him into it. So, Pert, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, see, we're like in our second year, right? So he's like maybe yeah. <clears throat> like 16? Yeah, like 16. Yeah, 16? It, it, the, age, the age is relative in the academy because, you know, some people start earlier, some people start later. Um, they don't normally start as late as Sir Reynard, but uh, they do. <laughs> but they have varying start dates based on eligibility and just straight up ability to make it into the actual academy. So uh, yeah, so sixteen, seventeen—that's fair. All right. So uh, Pert is a herringon. He's uh, one of the rabbit folk. So he's got the rabbit kind of head features. He's got piercings in his ears. He's wearing a leather jacket with a metal band tee underneath. I think the band, I couldn't decide whether it was a hair, hair trigger or Nomageddon <laughs> as the metal band. <laughs> um, so he's entered that phase, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got baggy pants that have like way too many pockets and a chain wallet. <laughs> Of course. Does the, man, the, the, the edgiest of edgelords. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. Man wear some fucking Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's bringing them back. Oh my God. But yeah, and he's got his uh, some uh, other jewelry on, and he's got some eyeliner on too to kind of make his eyes look darker. And he's kind of slunched over, depressed looking, and uh, his fur is white. Uh, pure white. Okay, so uh, Pert slouches down the stairs and uh, his mother uh, steps up to her, her, her heels crunching in the uh, gravel of the walkway and starts to kind of like straighten his fluff that comes up right above his forehead to try and like keep it out. He, you have it kind of like styled down in a way, you know? Mom, can you not? Just leave it alone. <clears throat> well, Pert, dear, it looks much better when it's not in your face. I don't care what it looks like to you. It's what I want. Very well, Pert. And she just gestures to the town car and walks back and sits into the uh, the back of the town car. As you slide on in behind her and the door magically closes behind you, through the little uh, window, you see a dwarven man uh, whose name is Joffer. He is your... Oh, 
Yeah, he's he's basically the, the guy who's been the, the chauffeur driver for as long as you can remember. He, like all dwarves, has an incredibly, like, just massive and, like, intricately braided, like, flaming red beard. And he just kind of looks at you in the, uh, in the rear view mirror and just kind of gives you a, a wink, starts uh, driving along as you kind of rumble down, making your way down uh, the heights. What is Pert doing on, on the car ride? What does Pert normally do on the car ride to Elkshoff? Uh, he probably puts his uh, headphones in immediately and tries just to block out everyone else inside the car and just listens to his music and uh, reading his uh, his book. Okay. You know, just kind of zoning out. Okay. So as Pert, does, does Pert have headphones or does he have earbuds? Like, what, what are we looking at? I guess earbuds? I don't know how headphones would work with the big old ears. Okay, fair enough. I don't know, headphones would be kind of cool. I have a feeling like, like, so, so the ears are up here, right? So they'd have to like, like flatten the ears down or something like that. So like, you'd have like the tops of the ears like going in like different directions. Oh. Uh, so. You know what, Liz, I, I'm sold. Headphones. <laughs> headphones, okay. So, oh my God, or he has like, like headphones that are actual bunny ears. So like the bunny ears go across like there and then he has bunny ears that come up in the top, you know? Anyway, Hell yeah, four right, buddy right. ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're getting too too into it. Anyway, so uh, as you start to, to do that, uh, your mother looks like she's trying to get your attention. She just, just kind of goes, <clears throat> Bert? Oh, I'm, I'm ignoring her. <laughs> Bert, I know you can hear me. This is not a very big town car. And she kind of looks around, just kind of looks around going, it's not very big, but, you know. This is probably the most space she gets, like, all day because of all of the kids running around. Mm-hmm. So... He goes, I wish you would talk to me. I just, I just let out, uh, and I flip the page loudly. Bert, why are you always just so into this, into your book? I like the stories. Well, you, you won't let any, uh, anybody else see it. I don't know what you're reading. What, what has this, what has you so enamored by it? Every time I bring them up, you always get weird. Her jaw kind of sets for a second. She raises her eyebrows, uh, knowing that there's some uh, a bit of a dagger behind that. And she goes, "I don't see why you insist on insist on keep bringing that thing back up. He is gone, and it is better that we stick to." what got us here and make sure that we present what is expected of us that is expected of our family and you you dressing like this and acting out like this and this is not this is not what we I don't know why I keep bringing this up you never listen to it maybe because you didn't listen to me when I was when I was talking to him Mom, maybe I'm not ready to let go. Maybe I'm not ready to forget one of your own children. And, and she... I'm going to cast a gift of gab. Okay. And okay. say, uh, never mind. Doesn't matter. And so for those of you who don't know what gift of gab does, gift of gab, uh, Tyler, why don't you explain that real quick? Uh, gift of gab is a spell that lets you uh, erase five seconds of what you just said from the person's mind and replace it with what you say next whoa yeah so that so that dagger he just threw 
just got uh, wiped wiped away. So you cast Gift of Gab. So she has that momentary thing where she reacts to it, and you see kind of her eyes kind of like glisten a little bit, and kind of like she's going to potentially cry. And she rates, she opens her mouth, and then all of a sudden her jaw goes slack for a second. Her eyes go out of focus, and then come back in. And she re and all she remembers is you said never mind. And she goes, I wish, but I wish that you would, when you bring him up. I don't know if we're going to get anywhere with this conversation. I just wish that you would smile. I just want you to smile with us and be a part of our family. And she uh, looks up. Joffer, he's rolled up his window, you know, knowing that something's gone gone up. And uh, you're now on the uh, Royal Road heading towards Elkshaw Academy as it begins to rise up in the distance. And so we're going to cut then from the car ride there as Pert puts his headphones back on and leaves his mother in in that state. We are going to flash across town, uh, winding through the streets of downtown around Parv Libris. We see a half-orc woman walking up the stairs and then we rush down a side street and up towards the suburbs around the cul-de-sac and we stop at a small town home that has a couple large battle axes out front that are into some stumps there. There is a police patrol car out in front and we uh, go in the front window as we see a large half-orc man, we see Roxnar sitting there at the table, at the breakfast table, eating some cereal, some barbarian crunchies. And uh, as uh, Roxnar picks up his spoon and kind of lifts it, there's kind of a catch in the movement, like it's not as fluid as it once was before. And as you feel this, Roxnar kind of puts his hand and arm out, flexes it a little bit, uh, turning it around before returning to his cereal. Roxnar's dad comes in his uh, police uniform, freshly pressed, has his uh, walkie-talkie up and his badge placed on. He approaches uh, Roxnar and he goes, Hey, bud. Uh, how you doing this morning? Uh, I'm pretty good. My arm hurts, but uh, I'm liking the cereal, so I'm doing pretty good. Good. How's, um, how is the arm doing there, bud? You, uh, you doing the, 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 the therapy that, uh, that the, the doctor was talking about? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's growing back and it's starting to feel better. So it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm doing my best stretching it. Good, good. Well, as long as you keep that, you know, like the doctor said, you know, uh, you, know, you should, you should be right back to rowing. Everything will be fine. And, uh, you know, as long as you don't swing things too heavily or do anything like, you know, too crazy, you should be, uh, you should make a full recovery. Right, guy? Yeah, yeah. Row, row, row your boat. Right, indeed. So uh, he uh, goes ahead and sits down at the table with you. He starts eating some cereal with you. You know, kind of, kind of something that that happens. You know, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, you know, it's it's a nice you know thing. Your dad, you know, sitting there, he starts talking to you a little bit about you know uh, what's going on at school, and then he goes, "Hey, uh, so um, <clears throat> so we saw the permit come in for the uh, for the dance and stuff. You uh, you excited to go, bud?" Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not great at dancing, but I, I know how, so I'm, yeah, I want to go. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I remember, I remember when your mom and I went to uh, this is the solstice dance, right? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Uh, oh, many years ago now, your mom and I uh, dancing at the. Uh, oh boy, good times, buddy. Good times. So uh, you you got a date picked out? You you, you anybody you want to ask? Uh, there's not many, like half orcs or really many orcs around. It's tough. Oh, but you don't have to, you know. Love, love's love, there, bud. You know, if you, if you, whomever, whomever you, you know, wanna, you know, adventure with, that's, you know, uh, down life. That's your own call, you know. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You don't have to. Just because your mother and I, you know, are, are just happen to be half works, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, I didn't date, you know, the odd tiefling here and there, or you know, the the, you know, I, I had a uh, in college, I had a wood elf. Uh, girlfriend, and um, that you, one was. You dated, that was a, you dated a wood elf? I did. I did it a wood elf. Yeah, yeah. She was. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he 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 smiles and and like he was gonna crack a joke, and then he realizes, wait, this is my son, and I shouldn't crack this kind of joke. And he goes, <clears throat> Yes, she was. Um, it was a lot of fun, but a lot of fun. <clears throat> but then, of course, you know, I we, your mother and I, uh, we worked it out, and you know, I. I uh, Oh, I think I always knew it was kind of going to be your mother, but, uh, anyway. Look at me rambling and, and you know, enjoying my, the, the bygone days of my youth. And he stretches back. Ugh. So he has the kind of, like, the, the dad bod, right? That, like, he used to be strong. Like, like you know, he used to be, like, like, really, like, built. But now he's got, like, just, like, a little bit of, like, that, that gut that, like, comes, you know, comes with it. And so it stretches out his uh, uniform a little bit. And he sits back and goes, well, bud, you want to, uh... You want to hop in the car? I'll give you a ride to school. Uh, okay. Yeah, I used to run, but yeah. Yeah, well, I'll take you there. We'll we'll get there fast. All right. So he grabs his keys, and you you grab your axe, and as you walk by Sir Cuddles the bear, he gets up from the end of the table and rushes across the table and hops. And just as you're picking up your backpack, he goes, Thoop! and he lands right into his little pouch. He looks up at you and salutes you. And then you guys carry on uh, out the door. As the engine starts on the, the squad car and the exhaust pulls away and we get the bit of the cloud, we are suddenly teleported up to the highest point of the Andoran Heights in Keyview that overlooks uh, the town of Elkshaw and is the most affluent area. We see a what seems to be a freshly renovated house that there's still some scaffolding that is up there. Fine marble has been... There, there's like a weird line that looks like a scoop. Kind of like something like took a hot knife and cut right through it. We see a high elf woman with a silver chalice just kind of standing there in her house robe. Watching the rest of the workers finish the rest of the house. She sips the wine and uh, we go in through the front door around the corner and out into the backyard where we see a big old mud pit. There we find the wonderful button mycelium standing squanching through the mud puddle, overalls and everything all uh, all buttoned up and ready, the legs rolled up tight to make sure that the cuffs don't get muddy. Explain to us, who is button mycelium? Well, button is a crick elf based on the Crick Elves lore of Nadpod. She is visiting her uncle cousin and her auntie cousin. They are the high elves that live here. She's been rooting around in the mud trying to find some extra spores to, to bring back to school because she saw some that were 
were real pretty that she wanted to show Talia. And her little owl, Fen, is hanging out with her, trying to get her, her butt moving to get to school. Yeah. So Fen flies down and goes... Oh, hi, little one. And lands uh, on uh, Button's shoulder and has a, a platinum piece in uh, in her mouth, or in the, the beak, and goes... Where'd you find that shiny thing? Fen like turns turns their head like you know like a you know like an owl does all the way around, and you see the hole that you dug near one of the stumps where you buried some of the 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 funds that you had there. So, right, right, yeah. yeah. The I I got that you know prize money there, but I mostly deal with these leaves over here. Yeah, Fen uh, spins around and this disappears in a little cloud of spores oh, and bad. appears. <laughs> And, uh, appears on the fence and goes on the stump and goes and drops it back in there and then dives into the pile and begins like covering it back up perfect yes yes so we'll use that one to go to school and we'll hide the rest i got you so uh then out steps your yes your uncle cousin technically your uncle cousin so we see a high elf in diplomatic robes, these very, very long floor-length robes. Uh, they're black that have the Kalengald uh, symbol or seal on the front. Gary, so Gary steps on and goes, Button! Yeah, what's up, Gary? Yeah. And he just goes, <sighs> <laughs> uh, It is time for us to take you to the Academy. Are you, um... And he looks down at the mud pile and looks at the state of his backyard that was once pristinely manicured and looks and goes, Are you ready to go? I did all right this time. I rolled up my overalls so they, they didn't get muddy. Um, and Fen here found some money, so I'm going to take that with me to school. And Fen goes, and flies by and flies through the through the door by Garyon's ear. And Garyon goes, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you seem awful jumpy today. What's going on? No, I, well, I, there, there are, but there are there are many large scale meetings that are supposed to happen today. Of course, you know the uh, unfortunate thing with the you know, large explosion that uh, took out uh, a very large portion of the northwestern border. Of course, that must be and the scoopage uh, of the house to, yes, and the scoopage yes. of the house. Yes, yes, the scoopage of the house. Uh, Did you ever get that that thing back? The what thing back? The thing that was missing? No, there was never anything missing. No, no, mm -hmm. never anything missing. Alrighty, Uncle Cousin. Well, I'm gonna head this way. Uncle! Uncle. Uncle. Yes, you understand, right, Button? Uncle, this is not the... The... This is not the homeland that we are speaking of. So please, I would again remind you, as I am sure I remind you on at least... Uh, you kept count, right? 127 times, right? I told you 127 specific times that you must make sure that you say uncle, not uncle cousin. At least in company. I would prefer it if you just never said it again, but Uncle yes. Cousin is a distinguished title. I don't know what the problem is. You see, Button, like I've told you again, 
Now 128 times. We are not in the crack. The. The crack. The what? The crack. I I don't know what you're saying. The what? We are not in the crack anymore. We are not in the crack anymore. And as such. Why are you so ashamed of being from the crypt? And he looks looks around and just makes sure that like nothing is like nobody else heard that. And he goes, "I am not from the crypt. I am from Kalen Gald. I am from the city of Carnifex, which is in the northern provinces." Oh, no one's here to to listen in. <laughs> and he he looks over and you see one of the builders that is like re-roofing that part of the house kind of look down at you guys and like the whole thing and like look at yeah, everybody like he's like, looking what's at going you on? because you're shouting that you're from here and, and so... he, he he turns up and goes oh hello um you're the one active weird <laughs> hello button get inside please yes thank you you're doing a wonderful um job button can i see you inside please thank you yes and so he he kind of he kind of gingerly steps out into the mud trying not to sink into it he like takes your hand and like tries to you know pull you out of it and as he does he takes a step that he wasn't expecting and goes knee deep into it <laughs> and falls <laughs> like face first just right into it into the mud i drag him out and then he's like ah, 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 like that as he spits mud out and oh, then come come here i call fen and mm -hmm. I whistled to Finn while, here, Finn, come on. And <laughs> I have her fly around him. Okay. And dry him off. <laughs> okay. So, so he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and there's, there's, there's mud and uh, owl feathers and spores and everything. He's <laughs> coughing from all of this stuff like that. And Button's just having a great old time getting ready. And uh, with that, we then take it up the hill. Even We take it even further up the hill. Now to the very highest point, we have Ness Manor which is one of the largest and oldest manor houses in the area. And uh, we fly in through the third story balcony where we open up on this extraordinarily large bedroom with a large roaring marble fireplace, California double king size four poster bed. There's a whole sitting room, library area with some with ladders up there, a tea set room, everything like that. The door, the very large door opens, and uh, we see a red cap bob up along the side of the bed. The little gnome opens up the curtains around the four poster bed, and there, lying. Like a princess, I would say, is Talia, who is uh, laying on like this, of course, this incredibly soft, comfortable bed with several, you know, stacks of pillows, uh, like basically covering the whole top of the bed. She's almost laying on the pillows as opposed to the actual bed. And the light uh, then comes through and hits Talia's face. As uh, another gnome opens up the uh, balcony uh, window, I guess the balcony door, and uh, lets in a bunch of fresh air and the light. You can hear the roar of the ocean uh, coming in through and kind of like the everything's starting to kind of wake up. The little gnome that was opening up the thing goes, Good morning, mistress. Oh, good morning, Monty. Yes, it is time for, it is time for school. Oh, was that today? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, t today starts the the uh, the next, uh, I guess, 
Trimester system of Elkshaw Academy. Yes, you're supposed to meet your friends for your, your sophomore year. Everything is turning out wonderfully. And she kind of turns over. You know, I think it'll be okay if I go tomorrow instead. And he goes, Mistress, you know, I can't let you do that. <sighs> but fine. She throws the covers off and just kind of like rolls out of the bed. But she is kind of clumsy. So she trips over one of the pillows and falls like flat on top of Monty. Okay. I, I, I Okay. So it just falls right on Monty. Okay. Hang on. Um, Monty is going to make a dex save real quick. And he has a minus one. Okay, a 14. So, uh, Monty, who has been, you know, of course, uh, in service of your family for years and knows your prediction to fall and stumble and everything like that, uh, he manages to pirouette sort of out of the way, but as you bring your your other foot down, that was that was caught, okay, so it was caught in, like, the, uh, in the covers around the pillow, so you swing it down, and Monty pirouettes right into it and goes... God. And gets and gets uh, kicked and he goes <laughs> and get and he goes right up against the wall and goes <laughs> and then uh, slides down and oh lands against the thing and his his little red hat kind of flops down over his eyes. Oh, I go run over. Oh, Monty, I'm so sorry. Uh, Are you okay? And so Monty, like, he pushes his his hat back and goes, "Good shot, mistress." <laughs> And he, he, he hops up with a little, with a, little like a squeak and uh, starts, uh, you know, rattling off in uh, gnomish. Like, hiddly haddly woodly swaddly hiddly hiddly hoodly hoodly waddly hiddly waddly hoodly swaddly, right? To the rest of the gnomes. And they all uh, take care of everything. And a large silver teach, uh, tea platter is set with breakfast with a serving dish there. Uh, and, of course, tea in front of the fire. And then one by one, they all rush towards a hole in the wall and go boop, 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 and all dive into the hole as they go out throughout the rest of the house. And Monty carries the rest of the stuff over to the table and sets you up and says, Will there be anything else, mistress? Well, I hope you'll join me this morning. I'm a little nervous, you know, first day and all. Oh, uh... I am I am flattered, mistress, but unfortunately I have to make sure that your mother is um, taken care of this morning. Of course. Yes, yes. Um, but I do appreciate it, mistress, and I will uh, I will see you uh, later. And he uh, runs over to the balcony and he hops off the back of the balcony, jumps jumps back over, does a backflip, and uh, disappears uh, out of sight. Uh, so while you're so while you're you're eating and going through there, um, it's a very nicely prepared uh, meal. There's uh, basically, it's very fancy. Everything is always very opulent here. It's kind of a kind of a show. And then about ten minutes later, fifteen minutes later, you've started. To, you've gotten kind of dressed. You're doing the rest of your morning routine, and a knock is heard on your door. Before you even have a chance to uh, say yes or no or answer it or whatever, the doors fling open and your mother steps in in her full power suit, and she she holds out her wrist uh, and looks at her watch and goes, "Well, are you ready yet?" I'm getting there, Mother. Time, time is, of course, very important, and I wouldn't expect you to quite understand exactly the time constraints that are on me, but if you want to get a ride to school, then I would suggest that you hurry it up. And she turns around and walks away, and you see, you know, another trail of gnomes, like, like, rushing behind her, like, 
finishing like you know polishing her shoes up and making sure that like her hair is finished getting braided and everything else like that and she swishes her tail around and it goes and it knocks one off to the side and uh she continues to walk away and then she turns back to you and she goes let's go talia all right all right so talia so all right so you get up and grab your bag you don't forget to grab your hair uh your hairpin which you uh, you plop in there, and as you do that, you feel like kind of like the ebb and flow of your wild magic kind of start to settle and become a little more manageable. As you head out to the uh, front yard, there is a step up into the uh, car that you guys get into. A dwarf rushes out the passenger side and gets on all fours and steps in front of the uh, is right in front of the car. And then a halfling right behind him, and then two gnomes right behind them to make a ramp stair up into the thing. And your mom, without breaking stride, looking at some some documents that she had in her briefcase, looks through. And without missing a step, without, you know, even seeing that anybody's in front of her, just goes, boop, 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 and just steps right on top of them and into the car. They make the appropriate grunts as they do that. And you approach. One of them, the gnome looks up at you and kind of, you know, smiles at you like, Get in, please. Okay, so I absolutely hate this stupid practice she always does. So mm-hmm. Tally decides she's going to grab the hold of the side of the car and kind of like try to heave herself in rather than use the little staircase that's been provided. Great. Give me a dex check, please. All right. Or acrobatics check. Give me an acrobatics, acrobatics check. Acrobatics, you got it. Uh, that is a 21. 21, okay. Finally. Nice. So, so, uh, so Talia, finally learning from, you know, learning after, you know, much practice in this, finally manages to, like, hook her shoe up into the side and swing up and around and sort of do, like, a tumble into the car and then lands off to the side. And, you know, while the gnome looks, you know, it goes kind of like that. It's like, okay, thank you. Know, thankfully, the, the halfling kind of looks, you know, a little bit, you know, disappointed. But, uh... Thanks anyway. And then I, like, raise my eyebrows at my mom, like... And then she... And your your mom is... Your mom is not even looking at you. She's not even paying attention. Yeah, of course. Uh, And so the door closes. (laughs) Like, magic, the car starts driving away. And she looks at her watch and goes... Well, Jonathan will have to wait just a couple extra minutes, so the board meeting will be happening just a little bit late because someone took a little too much time. Well, you're so concerned about appearances, I thought I might as well put as much work in as I can. And she says, watch your tone. Without even looking up at you, she says, watch your tone. Now, there is the solstice dance that is coming up at the uh, academy, right? (sighs) I know, Mother. Yes. Well, good, I would hope you would know. Now, uh, have you have you thought of whom you uh, are going to attend the uh, dance with? You're really talking to me about a school dance? Yes, of course. I don't really think I want to discuss this with you, Mother. Well, it appears that uh, somebody believes that they can just freely go around and cavort with any old person that they decide that they want to. Is that how? Is that what I'm getting from here? That you do not have. A, a, a goal, or that there's not some sort of um, thing that is expected of you? Not everything has to be about status, Mother. She just kind of goes, and looks back at her documents and puts them back, just kind of goes, puts them back in there, closes up her briefcase, crosses her legs, and looks at you, and she goes, everything is about appearances, dear. It is all about how you present yourself. It is all about what you show, and not what people don't need to know. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Yes. And I roll my eyes. And she, her eyes sort of flash. She snaps her finger, and I need you to make a willpower save. Um, uh, sorry, willpower save? Yeah, will, willpower save. I'm so sorry. What, which uh, one you is mean, that like, one? constitution, constitution wisdom? Save. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, I'm wisdom, so wisdom, sorry. Wisdom, wisdom, sorry. <laughs> okay, God, I was like... I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I, was playing another, I was playing another RPG earlier. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Nine, because I was oh. thoroughly confused. <laughs> yeah, so nine. Uh, so... You feel your eyes, like, as they start to kind of roll in your body, like, in your head, snap back <laughs> forward, like, forcefully, and, like, you're, you can't, no matter what you do, you can't, like, move your head over, you have to look your mother directly in the eye. Oh, um, great. Yeah, She's she, a lovely lady. Yeah, she casts, she casts a whole, <laughs> whole person, she goes, well, unlike you, I have prepared for such an eventuality that you are unable to secure an appropriate match. And she uh, takes out another folder, and she uh, hands it to you, and it flies open to a picture of a uh, black-haired boy. Because he's wearing a tie, he's uh, with a uh, another very affluent uh, human family, and you do recognize this boy. And she says, "This is Riker." Again, flips the page, and she says, "He is a perfect match. His family is from very old." As a matter of fact, they once were heirs to a dukedom in the north before the kerfuffle changed the status of things. But no matter, they're still decently connected. He does go to your academy. He is a paladin, if my sources are correct. And he is, more importantly, a boy who meets all of the standards that I expect of you. So you will be going with him. So you expect me to just spend an entire evening with someone I don't know? Yes, and I expect you to enjoy it. I expect you to go there, I expect you to wear your nicest dress, your cleanest heels, your nicest jewelry, and I expect you to dance, and I expect you to laugh, and I expect you to drink punch, and I expect you to do everything that is required of you. Well, we'll see. And she goes, she goes splendid, splendid. Is there anything else that you wish to tell me? Well, um, are you sure the dresses that I currently have are going to be up to your standards? Of course not. Which is why we're already having some made for you again. We have already taken your measurements. We are going to need to speak about that as well. Your waist has gone up at least three inches. And we are going to need to, uh... Rectify that so not as many cookies, and she gives a little, like, swat with her little cane to Monty. In the morning with your tea. Monty? Yeah, really? and so so, Mo- so Monty just kind of looks back, and then uh, he, he looks down. Then the moment, like, the moment that your mother stops looking at him, he looks at you and goes, he gives you a wink, like, he's not going to do that. And, he's Dan uh, Monty, too. Yeah. The rest of the car ride is uh, taken up by her crystal buzzes, and she uh, takes a uh, phone call. I send a message to Button. Okay. So you pull uh, your crystal and send a message to Button. Oh, no. Like, uh, with oh, message. Oh, oh, that's right. You guys have the, the telepathy thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I have the spell, the cantrip message. Oh, well, I, I, oh that's right. That's right. I thought you... Wrong oh, one. You, don't, you, you don't have the god... You don't have the goddess... You don't have the goddess... Uh, crown anymore that's right no no we sacrifice yeah. the goddess crown yeah that's right okay yeah so yeah so you send a message to button what do you say <sighs> mom's at it again what'd she say this time she's picked a person to go to the date a dance as a date who I, mean, I don't know some random person from a noble family mm, i don't know any of those 
Ugh, I'll tell you more about it at school. Alrighty, just just try not to punch her before you get here. We know how it <laughs> went last time you tried to fight. Yeah, no uh, promises. Okay, I'm gonna need you to make a wisdom oh, no. save with advantage, please. A uh, 16. A 16. Ooh. Okay, let me do this. Let me see what her spell save is. Banking on it being like 15. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, so you kind of feel something in the back of your head. Like somebody was trying to audit your conversation. Oh. And I'll give you three guesses who that was. Huh, yeah. Yeah, I bet it was my mother. But but does she feel like it was successful or? Don't know if they were successful or not. Mm. You can make an arcana check for that if you want. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, 18. Ooh. 18? Uh, she was not successful in getting the content of the conversation, but she was able to get whom you were messaging. Okay. Yeah. Listening to my messages, Mother? Without even looking at you again, just going through her files, she says, someone should keep their shields up. I don't know why you care anyway. She's from a, an affluent family. That button oddity? Listen, yes, she is, and she's a great friend, and honestly, I much rather would talk to her than you. Well, that makes two of us, then. Fine. She'd rather talk to anybody else, is what she said. Oh, oh okay. I'm like, she... you want to chat with Button? Give me a call. She says, and she goes, well. she's the only reason I let that oddity into my house, besides if I want to have it tracked mud all over the place, is because her <laughs> uncle is the the lead diplomat to the elves in the north. Now, if he was, she wasn't so greatly connected, then I wouldn't let you come forward with her other than, of course, what you have to at that academy. And I tried to get that changed, but unfortunately, money can't buy everything, it would seem. Ah, we're getting close. Thank God. <laughs> she looks at you and goes, what? Nothing. And then uh, goes back to uh, her documents, and uh, the car ride continues. We follow the car right as it goes up the turnaround through to drop everybody off. We fly into a window in the third story of the academy in the student dorm area, up in the practice area, where we see a fine doubleted Sir Reynard striking at uh, Gregory, who throws up a cross guard to block the incoming uh, strike. He then buffets him back and sets up for a uh, another strike so greg uh, sir uh, so gregory and sir reynard are fighting or not fighting they're sparring and we see the the tall handsome bearded 25 year old that is sir reynard 28 but thank you 28 that's right that's right that's right because the yes because you because because time happens, right? Yeah. So we see the seven, the seventeen-year-old Gregory taking on uh, his uncle, the twenty-eight-year-old Sir Reynard, and um, actually holding his own. Gregory, uh, one thing you've kind of noticed, uh, Sir Reynard, as uh, Gregory a after the whole events uh, with Gregory and and of the spell tower and the stuff that he is actually showing a lot more confidence he was a lot more soft-spoken and kind of in the background and everything like that but now he's kind of started to show much more agency As a matter of fact he goes to strike at you while you are in your momentary lapse where you're thinking about him he strikes with he doesn't have a sword oh he does have a sword uh right here right sure to give him one and it's a 24. a 24 is actually it turns out 
Yeah. And so he catches you in your momentary lapse and takes your sword, hooks it, presses your wrist down, and hits you in the uh, the, uh, diaphragm, basically, with the pommel, and then pushes you back. Good one there, Gregory. (laughs) Yes. You're getting slow, uncle. Ah. (laughs) It's age finally catching up to the great Sir Reynard. Not yet, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you guys have been going at it. This is kind of a morning routine for you that happens pretty much every day for a couple hours after you wake up. And now uh, you're kind of getting ready for ready for school. You've gone back into your room. Gregory sits down on his bed and starting to pull on uh, his boots and his raiment and says, So, Uncle, what's this year going to bring for us? Oh, only the lady knows. Uh, probably some more magic craziness, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, I would, I, I would say you're probably right, Uncle. I hope that we don't deal with any sort of... Uh, demons or deities anytime soon myself. Well, we've already killed one. There can't be too many more around. Though, (laughs) it is our duty to go search them out if they still exist. Indeed, the Lady of Justice requires it. Even studying the good book. Or, perhaps, quoting words for me. (laughs) Well, Uncle, I do have a book, and he pulls out a book, The Musings of Sir Reynard, and he goes, Always put your hand on the left side of the maze. And follow that wall. That Always. that's that's right. Yes, it, there we go. It will get you out of any maze. Anyways, um, don't f- I'm not don't fuck with wizards. Uh, right. That's a, that's another uh, perhaps uh, paraphrasing on that one. Right, right, yes, yes, right. Um, and uh, then uh, the other one is taxes are for the. Oh, I don't know if we can say this, Uncle. I think I might uh, just cross that one out. Uh, that one's going to get lost to posterity, mm-hmm. I think. I had to lose some of your uncles, too. Well, yeah. my uncles, I should say. Yes. Granduncle. Yeah, and he rips it out and tosses it into the fire and goes, um, So, Uncle, will the good Miss Goodwin be coming by anytime soon? And he kind of tries to wink, but he can't actually wink because of what happened to him. So mm. he just blinks at you. Ah, my my good flower of the dawn. My, my sweet maiden lady. I do yes. hope so. Yes. I have I have written another sonnet for her. Oh yes, you you, you have. I have. Yeah. Is it? Are you sure it's not another limerick? Hmm. How do they go again? Well, there once a, was a B A B C C, right? I I think what's an A, but yes, I think so. Gregory, uh, you kind of laughs and uh, puts the book back, and there's a knock on your door. Your homeroom professor, the Dougler, opens the door and goes, "Hey, dudes, are you guys ready for another fantastical year?" Of course! Good! Victory for the errantry. Indeed, indeed. Hey, yeah, so, um, Sir Reynard, just want to let you know, again, those documents that you filled out, uh, with registration, you, you put your house as where you put your head. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, uh, for tax reasons, we can't let you do that there, man, so you're gonna have to come by with me uh, later and, uh, fill out some more documents. Well, I'm sure the landowners would be very fine with, with such information, I assure you. Yeah, but we Perhaps we should ask a, uh, a clergyman of the lady to intervene. Yeah, you see, uh, unfortunately, now while we're all inclusive here at Elkshaw Academy, unfortunately the lady isn't seen as a you know recognized religious body. You need to fill out another form for that, actually. I hate to be that guy, but you know I think we're gonna need to do some more, uh, some more. We let it slide last year because, like you know, you you save the whole dimension, but uh, you know uh, we really got to get those things uh, 
hammered down, you know? Ugh. I I see. Well, I, I shall endeavor to do so. Great. All right. I'll see you guys in class. And he closes the door. And uh, Gregory goes, "I is that man serious? You never know with the peasantry. <laughs> yes, I, I, I suppose. Well, um, shall we go meet the rest of them downstairs? Of course, of course, Gregory. <laughs> yeah. And so Gregory grabs his uh, his large squire's backpack still and grabs all of uh, his stuff and heads out the door, gets stuck in the door for a second, and then you give him a quick, like, you know, nudge to get, like, all the pans and all the other stuff Well, I, I don't... Is Gregory still holding all that stuff? I figured he, we would have put it on the horses now. Oh, okay, you could have done that, too. Um, all right, fine, he, yeah, then... He, then... He's advanced. He doesn't need to carry this stuff anymore. Oh, okay, all right, so so, Gre so Gregory's a knight now, okay. That's right. All right, Gregory, not used to having a sword uh, attached to his to his side, bangs it against the door jam, and that makes him, like, kind of turn and rotate, and he stumbles out of the room. Doesn't fall, but, like, steps out like he almost fell, and uh, the rest of the uh, students that are walking by kind of uh, laugh at him a little bit as uh, you follow in behind, I suppose. Of course, of course. Now we head across the way into the uh, teacher's area. The staffs, why they are so very much, well, better. Much nicer. Almost directly across from Sir Reynard and um, Gregory's room. And we find... So describe uh, Hodrick for us, please. So Hodrick is a dwarf, I'd say. He's 4'11", so he's uh, one of the taller ones in his family. It's bald except for a ponytail in the back, and he has a handlebar mustache that trails into his sideburns. <laughs> oh, okay, so he's like a Burnside guy. Okay, yes. I see. Very good. So his alarm clock uh, begins blaring ring on the uh, uh, bedside table as uh, you know, the sun does shine in through the window there. He swats it, the alarm clock across the wall. Damn sun in my eyes. I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh God! Okay. All right. This. All right. I love the angle we're taking this. All right. So, so he you hit it, boom, and it uh, goes across and it smashes against the wall and falls into a heap. Good thing I got a closet full. Yeah, it, it falls into a larger pile of destroyed alarm clocks. <laughs> Uh, that are, uh, that are, like, all, like, some of them are rusted and desiccated, some are, like, you know, fresh from the last thing like that, but, uh, yeah, uh, it just kind of lands there and, of course, stops ringing. Uh, and the sun does shine in right on your face. What is Hodrick's morning usually consist of? Well, Hodrick's morning consists of, uh, laying, even though he, he is waking up, he lives there for a solid extra ten minutes just complaining about, why am I working here? <laughs> okay. So what? Why then? Why is Hodrick working here? What? 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 What led him to Elkshaw Academy? Well, money, of course. Ah, for future, money for future adventures is why Hodrick is working here. Hmm. More or less, Hodrick was an adventurer, but uh, adventurers are not cheap. So, and the money he was getting from his previous adventures wasn't exactly cutting it for supplies. So he was like, "Well, might as well get something steady." Fair enough, fair enough, okay. There's a knock on Hodrick's door about 20 or so minutes after uh, Hodrick finally gets up. Who is here at my door? <laughs> oh, God. Right, hang on. <clears throat> uh, it is it is I, the Duggler. 
the who? Yeah, Hod, it's it's me, Doug. You know, we're just open the door, please. Okay, give me a second. I gotta move the rest of these alarm clock scraps out of my way. Ah, jeez. What can I do for you, Doug? Right, yeah. So, um, the Dougler, but that's okay. I got some of the uh, some of my uh, my freshmen that are coming to be uh, now sophomores. Now they're gonna be coming into your class for magic defense. Now, right? Did they sign the waivers? Oh yeah, they signed the waivers. I just went over to Sir Reynard and I, uh, you know, I kind of kind of told him we needed to fill out some more paperwork. But you know, he uh, he did indeed uh, fill that one out uh, properly. Good, good. Cause as I always said, if you can't dodge a fist, you can't dodge a spell. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Professor Asphodes came and and asked me to talk to you about that. So, uh, remember we're trying to get on, you know, a, a unified curriculum message here. So, uh, you know, taking taking the shot is good. Yeah, that's that's all great, right? But um, they want to kind. He wants you to kind of teach them like wards and how to like you know stop, you know, unfriendly spells and things, right? You raise a valid point, but at the same time, I raise you this. There are some spells that you can't stop and you must move out the way. And sometimes you will get hurt and you gotta deal with that pain. Yeah, that's 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 great. But, uh, you know, Delayed Blast Fireball, uh, you know, you, you can use a counter spell on that. That's a fair point. That will be in the curriculum. But first, I gotta get their re their reflexes ready for the right. battlefield. Right, right. Uh, so uh, the lightning bolt that stopped your heart on Wednesday, are, are you okay with that? I've never felt more alive. If anything, I haven't slept in two days, except for today. This is the first day I've slept since that incident. Hot, 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 hot That's not. Um, shouldn't, shouldn't you go see, should, shouldn't you go to the hospital there and, 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 and tell the, the healers about that? Who needs a hospital when God gave you energy from the sky? You know, if, if I didn't know you already, I would have said that is the ramblings of an insane man that should absolutely be going to the hospital and somehow the bolt affected your brain, but because I know you, Hod, I know that that's Doug, just Doug, how you Doug, roll. let me stop you there. I'm an okay. adventurer. Is there really a difference between adventuring and being insane? We damn near die all the time. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 Hod. There is a distinct difference between being insane and being an adventurer. Then are you a real adventurer? Uh, yes, yes, I am. I, I mean, I'd like to think I am. I, 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 I have traveled as far north as. Here, uh, let me let me stop you right there again. Why don't you enroll in some of these classes so you can become a better adventurer? Go out in the field, maybe, once in a while. All right, Hod. Yeah, so I'm going to just go ahead and, you know, just, you know, because because I like you and we're friends, I'm I'm not going to take that one personally, and I'm just going to say you just haven't had your, uh, your flag and ale this morning. So I'm going to go ahead and get the last bit of the documents figured out for the homeroom switch, and then you will go ahead and get your stuff together and make sure that your students are indeed ready for what comes next, okay? Okay, but uh, if you see any of my students, tell them to eat a light lunch, because they not might not be ready for the hurt I'm planning to bring. Oh, God. Okay, and he goes and uh, the Douglar closes the door and just kind of uh, on the other side of the door goes, <sighs> I heard that. 
He's like, well, good, I hope you did hear it. I don't know why we got a barbarian to teach a wizard's class. And he just because kinda... I'm one of the few that can read, you big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with that, the Dugler leaves, and uh, Hodrick finishes up the rest of his day. And now we leave Elkshaw Academy. Well, just a little bit further away from Elkshaw Academy in the long line of cars of parents trying to drop their students off. You know, basic things that happen at uh, every high school uh, that every parent, of course, uh, complains about. A couple cars back before the, the actual turn off into the school, a four-door sedan, not very high-end, not, you know, like a, a jalopy or anything else like that, but we just see, you know, a, a standard you know, four-door sedan that is being driven by a dragonborn man with, uh, he's got glasses, a white shirt with a, a tie on it, with a nice tie clip, and is, you know, kind of dressed in, uh, you know, I guess business casual, sort of. And there in the passenger seat, we see Tyra. So why don't you tell us a little bit, little bit about like what Tyra looks like? Give us, give us a bit of a description. Uh, Tyra's just a human, you know, uh, pretty typical teenager. Got the kind of uh, the grunge punk rock look with the the band T-shirt and the the kind of old blue jeans and some uh, some nondescript uh, sneakers. Very good. So we can clearly tell that that. Pert and Tyra are definitely friends by their shared fashion. Oh, most certainly. Uh, yeah, he's got, like, mid-length hair. Uh, it's kind of a mess. Like, he doesn't really pay attention too much to what he looks like. Like, he doesn't have a, a big, like, self-image type thing. All right, right on. So what is Tyra doing while uh, he waits for the cars to move? Oh, well, you know, he's got his bass guitar sitting down uh, on the floorboard, kind of coming up in between his legs in front of him got a like a pencil and a notepad and he's just writing down like you know oh well this might be a good song or this and in the back of course he's also got like various like poems and whatnot that he writes okay so so tyra's very much a, a writer and a wannabe lyricist yeah yes he wants okay. to be a songwriter very good okay all right, so uh, so Tyra is um, tapping some some beats out, you know, thinking about uh, the music, writing some stuff down, and the car is kind of lurching forward a little bit. Your uh, your stepfather leans over to you and goes, "Hey, uh, hey, bud, uh, what you um, what you got writing there?" Oh, it's uh, just just another song, Dave. Yeah, right on, right on, bud, right on. That uh, that last one with that that really cool, you know, uh, lick that you had was uh, was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I I can see it. You know, it's not necessarily my taste, but I can see. You know. It, oh well, it, uh, hey, yeah, you know, uh, thanks. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, so I just want to let you know kind of what's going on today. So, uh, uh, do you have brand practice today? Do you guys are, are you guys gonna be meeting after school? I mean, yeah, every day. Okay. All right. Yeah. So just just want to want to make sure. So so don't uh, don't worry about you know getting home too early or about rushing or anything like that. Cause uh, uh, we got Millie. She's gonna be uh, she'll be at the house uh, today. So uh, oh, okay. Everything will be be taken care of there. I will be working a bit late today. Uh, mm. I have um. Uh. You know we're coming into tax season. So so hey um so I hear that there's a there's a there's dance coming up. Is that uh, is that true? Yeah, uh, it's actually huge. Uh, we're going to be playing. Oh, oh, you guys, you think you're going to be able to play the uh, play the show? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was just you know I was wondering because I was like you know it's important to go and enjoy your 
yes, your teenage years while you got oh, them, yeah. you know, and, no, and, and those dances are, are, are big, big things. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be great, it's a, it's a paying gig, you know? So, oh, okay, cool, cool. So we're we're gonna get uh, we're gonna have some fun and we're gonna get some work done and uh, we're gonna make a little bit of money. Good, good, yeah. Because I was I was gonna say I'm sure they sold tickets to those things, you know. And I just you know want to know if you needed to buy a ticket or anything, and if you if you'd bought one or anything yet. Oh no, nah, no. Nah. You mean like going as like just somebody there to to dance? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, going and and enjoying, you know, the the whole thing of you know. Being a kid and hanging out with your friends and you know making fun and dumb decisions. I mean, you know? that that's the best part about the the band, Dave. Is I'm in it with my friends. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I get it. You know, I just you know, you know, but I just uh, I worry sometimes. And I know, I know, I'm not you know, I know I'm not your father, and you know, you don't have to you know listen to me about all this stuff. But you know, I worry about you sometimes because I feel like you're just you know. You're you're in a rush to grow up too fast, and, and you know, bud. Um, I love you, and I love your mother, and and you know, there's, you know, nothing you got to worry about. Like we're taken care of. Um, and I just, you know, I just would hate to see you, you know, lose out on, you know, some some of the most fun years of your life. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about it, Dave. I love that you're you're around, man. You've uh, you've been a lot of help. Oh, good, good. I, I uh, you know, I try. All right. Well, um. Oh, hang on. Uh, and he he reaches back and like kind of makes that like you know grunt popping sound. And you like notice as he turns, like he's definitely got uh, not not a dad bod, but what we call a father figure, right? Mm -hmm. And he's kind of you know like that. <laughs> and so he reaches around and kind of like you know. Grunts and he. Uh, I use a little prestidigitation just to like kind of help clean him up a little bit. Oh, <laughs> and so he he go he reaches back and he grabs uh, from the back seat uh, a lunchbox. Oh, you know, I I uh, I took the uh, you know I had a little time this morning because you know I was I was you know up a bit early so I, I figured uh, uh, I made just some lunch here but if you want to you know take it. Oh yeah sure I mean yeah. that's that's great. It'll help yeah. you save money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, I, I, uh, I was there, you know, getting you know your mother's stuff together this morning. So I figured, you know, hey, you know, while I'm at it, I'll, you know, do something good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's why you rock, Dave. Right on, right on. Well, hey, bud, uh, looks like we're pulling in here. So, um, and the you know, the car pulls up, and he says, "All right, well, hey, uh, if you need anything, you know, give you know, give my crystal a ring. I'll, I'll make sure you know everything's good." Again, Millie's going to be there, so, uh, you know, don't worry about any of stuff like that. And just, you know, have a good day. All right, bud? Yeah, sure thing. You uh, you take care of too, Dave. Don't, right. uh, don't work too hard. Yeah, all right, I won't. And he, as you, like, get out of the car, he, like, leans over the, the center console and puts out, like, devil horns, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, but it's it's not quite right, you know. It's not, it's like, it's a new thing. And he goes, uh, he goes, hey, Tyra, uh. Rock on, dude. Yeah, Tyra comes up and like fixes it, like physically reaches in and fixes <laughs> his fingers. And he yeah. goes, "Rock oh, on." Oh, is that is that is that right? Is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, rock, this. Rock, like this. Rock on. Rock on. All right. Rock on. Oh, okay. 
All right, yeah, you'll get it next time, Dave. All yeah. right. And uh, so he uh, shuts the door and then uh, drives away, and you're there on the entrance of Elkshaw Academy. You're seeing all the other kids mill about, and uh, as you turn the corner, uh, you see your, your two best friends, uh, Pert and Brayden. They're sitting on the bench, kind of having a bit of a, a conversation. And now that everybody has been introduced, I know that this was a bit of a long one, but we are now going to go ahead and unveil... Everard Elkshaw Academy. And for those of you who are listening, unfortunately you can't see it. But welcome to Everard Elkshaw Academy, everybody. This is the first uh, floor of this illustrious institute. Uh, as you guys know it very well, uh, we'll be having explorer mode on this, so that way you guys can, uh, you won't be able to see who is necessarily in the rooms, but you'll know where the rooms are and what's going on there. So, okay, here we go. Yeah, so you guys, uh, greet, you guys, uh, greet each other. Sir Reynard and Gregory are coming down through the, uh, through the courtyard, and, uh, they meet, uh, Talia, Button, and Rockstar are all coming up, meeting each other at the front gate. Greetings, compatriots! Hey guys! How's it going, everybody? Wait, where's Mita? I don't know. Uh, she probably fell asleep. Slept in. I she does sleep in. I I grieve for this, but I shall see her again. Now, as you guys talk and get everything together, uh, you guys kind of move off to the side and head more towards the cafeteria that way. And sitting on the bench there is Pert. Who's still listening to his music as you guys pass on by, and we're gonna move you guys all. Do we know Pert? Like, you've seen him, but you don't know him, really. Like, he—he's—he's he's one of those people that you've—you know—he's one of those people at school that like you—you you see all the time. He's got one of those faces, you know, just like you don't really notice yeah. him. Yeah, like, like he, yeah, he's just—he's not that he's like a background character, <laughs> but like. <laughs> he's, but he's like season <laughs> season two. He really came into his own. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. button always hospitable. Just waves as we pass. A button. Uh, does does pert does pert? Yeah, pert probably waves back. You know, he's not a jerk. He's not impolite. <laughs> mm. So as that happens, Braden walks by. He goes, "Hey," to, and he goes like to to like say hi to Talia. Uh, but by that time, you guys have already walked uh, into the thing, and you, you can't hear him. And he goes, <sighs> and uh, then he goes and he sees Pert, and he uh, sits down next to Pert, and sets his bag down. And he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, bro, how's it? Um, how's uh how's How many going, times man? have you tried to say hi and just let her go? Well, like, I mean, like, I talked to her like when when they they come into the shop. Yeah, but you can just like, say hi. It's okay. Just because they're walking away, you can just give well, yeah, a, I... a quick shout out. <clears throat> You have more confidence in yourself, man. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I was like, I got, you know, I, I've got it, you know, like, I know, I know, like, I know what I'm going to say, like, I've, I mean, I've already said it, you know, and, and I, I'm going to, you know, just, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, to talk to him, you know, just make sure that, like, you know, I've, um, just want to make sure that, like, I've, I make sure that, like, I, I've had a good breakfast, you know, and, 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 and like, you know, my dad, you know, he, he was he was really helping me. You know, really, I I I had a bit of a bit of a, you know, a, a work workout with it. You know, today because my dad was really wanting me to like you know, help him with the forge today, and I'm making excuses. Hey, again, aren't I? you said it, not me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. No, um, yeah. Uh, so how's um, 
how how was your morning, man? Everything uh good at the house? Got in a fight with my mom again. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Same uh same kind of stuff. Yeah. Had to give to Gabber on the way here. Hey man, we talked about that, dude. Like if I if I can you know if I gotta go you know talk to you know somebody, like, you need to tell people how you really feel, man, and not just kind of like you know wipe it out, dude. Yeah, but there's better ways to say, you know, I can't just go up and tell my mom she's a cold-hearted bitch, even though that's how I Ooh. feel. Yeah. I mean, no, I do, man. but, you know, gift to Gab. Wait, did you gift to Gab Braden right there? No, no, no. No, no. no, oh, no, okay. no. I'm not going to gift to Gab him. Yes. Yet. <laughs> Yet. And he goes, right, man. Okay, cool. Um, I I was thinking, you know, so, so the dance and stuff's coming up, right? You know, and I was thinking that, you know, maybe, you know, we could go play it, you know? Maybe we, we, could, we could get in there and we could talk with, you know, um, you know we could talk with you know, Professor Hodrick and see if, you know, he uh, he can help us, you know, get into the, you know, stuff, you know, right? You want us to play the school dance? Well, I, I mean, I just, you know... I know, I know, I know. Tyro, you know, has got to, you know, perform, and I know this, you know, it's usually a paid, you know, thing, and, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't have a date or anything, so, you know, I was just figuring, I didn't, I didn't mean to say like you didn't have one or else, no, bro, I just, you know, I just, you know, thought, you know, maybe it would be good to get ourselves out there, you know. Sure, why not? As long as we can, you know, melt some faces, I'm down for whatever. Right on, man. Any, uh, he, yeah, you guys, yeah, know. give him the high five, the the secret yeah. hand band handshake that we've worked on. Yeah, um, and then he goes, yeah. Hey, speaking of Tyra, where, uh, where's where's the dude gone off to, man? You seen him yet? Oh no, he must be running late. He wasn't looking too good. Yeah. Right on. And then now we're sitting here at the cafeteria, part of the student union. Rockstar already has like his his uh, second bigger breakfast there put out in front of him. Second breakfast. Uh, Reynard and oh, Gregory yes. have started. Uh, it's uh, so I, the first one's more of a snack. The uh, first is an amuse bouche for the second <laughs> breakfast. Oh God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Rockstar has uh, has like the the big plate in front of him and Rockstar's just you know just tearing into it. Gregory's eating his, you know, eggs and toast and stuff, and he's just kind of, like, watching Rocksnar, just fascinated at how, like, Rocksnar just, <laughs> just shovel it in there. And he goes, um, you, you, you good? You good, Rocksnar? <coughs> yeah, no, the secret to eat like a duck, you know? You just chew less, eat more. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, like, so, like, like, are you okay? Like, does your stomach hurt, man? Are you, you good? <coughs> I mean, every... Yeah, it's 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 not that painful, right? That's how I look at it. Mm. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> so it, that's some it, fine it, wisdom from nature there. <laughs> Eat like a duck. <laughs> and so, so Gregory goes okay, and Gregory starts like you know, eating a bit, you know, eating a bit quicker, and like you know, trying to like emulate Rocksnar a little bit with that. If it eats like um, a duck, sounds like a duck, it's probably Rocksnar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give a crack to that. <laughs> All right, so, so you guys, you guys are sitting around the table. Uh, Talia, I want you to give me a real quick a perception check, please. Okay, will do. 
Perception. Let's see. Uh, 20. Okay. Well, um, today. Nice. Yeah, yeah, doing good. Okay, so, so um, so as so as you guys are walking to the door, so we're gonna we're gonna rewind just a little bit. So as you guys are walking Ooh. through the door, like you hold the door and like Button walks in, and Rockstar walks in, and uh, Sir Reynard. Would Sir Reynard let Talia hold the door open for him? Uh, I wouldn't. Oh. oh, so we're having a standoff. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you won't come in willingly, <laughs> I try to pull him in. What? <laughs> 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 Preposterous! <laughs> Yo, if, okay, go go and give me an opposed athletics check, please. Okay, athletics. Hey, fight, I fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, roll, roll, just roll. Roll, roll, seventeen. All right, so not not a bad roll. So 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 uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Talia. Okay, Talia, how do you how do you try to grab Sir Reynard to pull him in? I like I grab his like that where his goat. elbow is, and I'm like pulling. I got I got both hands, and I got another foot on the on the frame to kind of like yank him in. Okay, and how does and and with that critical, how does Sir Reynard like react? Like what what is? I I don't push her in or anything. Sir Reynard just doesn't even move at all. Not even, not even an inch. Just like just like crosses no, his arm. Has no effect. Okay. Great. So, uh, so Talia, so after after a couple tugs and like that, you just kind of like you're like, <sighs> uh, kind of kind of little little bit winded, and now you're just kind of looking up at Sir Reynard, uh, and he's just standing there resolute. I just uh, I just kind of like uh, motion my head over towards the door. <laughs> fine, fine. I just go in and like leave him on the outside, <laughs> and then I'll go in. Okay. So so as, I'm so still as you're about, outside. So as <laughs> So as so as you're about to go, so as you're about to go in, you hear like a a, a voice in the back go, "Morning, Talia," and the doors kind of close behind you. Like, but you kind of hear that coming in. Like looking around, trying to see, do I see anybody? Uh, so with that twenty, uh, you hear them. But I don't see them. You don't see anybody though, uh, because okay. the door closed right behind you. But it sounded familiar. You're like, huh? I wonder who that was. Oh well. So uh, anyway, so then you go and uh, take your take your seat at the table. Rockstar has his uh, back and forth with Gregory. Serena sits at the table. Button, what's that? I don't know. My mom says I've uh, kind of gotten a little more round around the middle. What do you think? And I kind of like stand up and kind of just like angle around. And... Uh, I think your mom's losing her mind. No, you're not getting round around the middle. So so uh, so it's Talia like like gets up and kind of like you know like shows shows around. Not him, not him, but like this table over here, whatever like that. They're they're a bunch of like, a bunch of like a blood ball team that goes like. Woo! Hey, hey you, quit it! All right, Reynard gets over there. We're throwing hands. Okay, so uh, so Sir Reynard gets up, and uh, does anybody try to stop him? Or no, Button it... gets up the fight with him. <laughs> guys, guys, no, 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 no. Uh, it's not worth it. Let's just sit down. It was dumb of me to even bother. Your behavior is reprehensible, friggins. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of teenagers just being yelled at by him. <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh, oh, well, me thinks one doth talk like an asshole. Ha <laughs> ha. Can I blow spores in their faces? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Button, you can't get it, like, expelled on the first day. <laughs> 
This is an adventuring academy. <laughs> hey, hey, is there a fight breaking down in the cafeteria? <laughs> and Brady goes, yeah, it does sound like, you know, things are getting a little bit loud in there. I'm in. Kill them! I'm in. <laughs> I'm down for some anarchy. At 10th level, my um, Halo oh, scores no. <laughs> does nine damage. Okay. Oh, no. There's no saves. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. There is uh, no save. <laughs> um, I just, okay. Blow, oh, no. blow my spores. So, so, you, so you blow your spores over there. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check. Okay. Um, <laughs> with advantage because they're they're focused on Sir Reynard. Okay. Uh, That's Fifteen. A Fifteen. Okay. Uh, let me get their perception here. Button manages to hide the halo of spores, like sporing them as like a cough. Just. <coughs> <like> <coughs> It uh, goes up and around, and they're like high five, and we were like, you know, like dunking on Sir Reynard. They uh, all of a sudden start going, <coughs> and one of them starts going, and, like starts throwing up. <laughs> oh my god! And um, just like, like picking lint off, like. <laughs> um, I I try to keep my friends at bay, and so <laughs> I try to cast minor illusion with like the voice of uh, Aspides saying like, "Hey, like knock it off." Okay. Well, so before you even get that, before you get that, like the uh, tower, like if it starts to rumble, and oh, you no. hear, and you hear like a voice coming from all over the place, like even like it's coming in from inside your head, and it goes, it goes, I saw that. <laughs> Miss Mycelium was well within her right. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. At least it's on record. <laughs> Chad, Thad, and Brad return report to my office. <laughs> Your, your mother's will be most disappointed at this action. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the so the guys who uh, so Chad, Brad, and Thad uh, all stand up and like you know uh, Thad's you know still kind of a little sick and they kind of like shuffle off uh, towards Asphodis's office. Um, and then uh, this guy passes by you guys and uh, goes to Button and she kind of goes, "Was that you with the spores?" Who's asking? It's pretty sweet. <laughs> and then he uh, walks out and leaves. Button out here ripping sick clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there's that. So uh, hey, it's, I, it's natural, so, guys. <laughs> yeah. So the star-haired guy with a uh, tie and a, a blazer coat walks out, and uh, you know, just says, "You know, that's pretty neat." And uh, walks out. Talia, give me a perception check with advantage. Okay. I figured that might happen. Uh, 19. Nice. Uh, yeah, that is the boy that your mom was, uh, mom gave you the dossier for. Yeah. I, uh, I pull, out my, pull it out of my bag and I just hand it to Button. <laughs> You're like, that's who's asking. <laughs> oh, what? If you're curious... That's who's asking. Button reads. Because <laughs> Button can button read now. now. Can read now. <laughs> We've been practicing, right? Ooh, yes. <laughs> it took me a year, but I figured out how to read. <laughs> hey, it's all about growth, right? Not like I mean, why else would we be going to school, you know? True that. So Talia drops down the dossier in front of Button, and it uh, uh, falls open, and you do indeed see that boy's face. He's in a family f portrait 
Uh, his mother is sitting in a high-backed chair. His father is standing beside him. His mother looks very, very pretty, but has a, uh, has a kind of a sour look on her face. His dad has, uh, you know, one of those mustaches that, like, does, doesn't does meet in the middle. It's, it's just, like, right here, right, you know? So he's got one of those ones. He's got a, you know, uh, pocket watch and a monocle. And he looks actually very cheery. Looks like a very cheery guy. And then, of course, you see Riker uh, there standing next to him, uh, kind of looking uh, like a combination between his mother and his father. As many people are. Right. As most kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean... Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I look like my dad in a rock he found on the ground. <laughs> it was a magical night. It changed his life forever. <laughs> oh, my God. God. <laughs> look like a comedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you just, you just dropped like, it. I had to. I'm sorry. Just like. Left look, it open. Like, look like a combination of his mother and father. I'm like. I mean, I get and it. Dan like, Brown over here with the scripters. <laughs> you know, be really bad as if he looked like a combination of his mother and his uncle or something. Yeah, no, no, yeah, oh. no, no, oh. no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing, I, no, nothing like that. You see, my dad doesn't like me too much. I mean, I mean, I get. I mean, I don't know why. Like we lived together all this time. I mean, I get. I might look like his best friend a little bit, but I don't see the problem. <laughs> Oh. You'd think that he would like me more because of that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. All right. So we're, <laughs> just, we're treading dangerous time. water here. So uh, anyway, uh, so he passes through. Uh, you have the dossier there. And so, uh, so you guys open up the, the folder, and in there you see actually very meticulously done straight up dossier like it has everything from like his daily schedule to like his workout routine to like his mother's uh grandmother's maiden name like everything else like that. it's it's super detailed that's um, for of his social <laughs> yeah that's for of his social you know the first pet's name like everything like you you could make or break this guy by this dossier you can like guess so, all of his passwords <laughs> all of his passwords <laughs> really weird so, for her to include that we're compatible organ donors, but okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you guys are going through the dossier, and uh, as we do that, Tyra uh, is making his way up the uh, walkway from the uh, drop-off area, and he sees Braden and Pert uh, sitting there. Hey, Tyra. How's it going? It's going pretty good, Pert. How are you, man? Doing all right. Hey, uh, we're just talking about how uh, our next gig is coming up. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm amped. This is a paying gig, right? It's a paying gig, right, Braden? <laughs> and Braden goes, well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure, right? Um, I I gotta check with um, we we with some of the professors again to to make sure that it's all set set and done. But you know, I I didn't I don't know if we were fully you know on board with it yet. Because, you know, I didn't know if anybody had dates or not. So, you know, I didn't want to, you know. I mean, uh, Brayden, come on, man. You know me. Like, I'm here for work. Let's no, get it. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. I just, you know, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, Cool, cool. I mean, do you have a date? Is that what this is about? Uh, And Brayden kind of like blushes up a little bit and he goes um no 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 i i don't um i mean i i mean there's, I mean, there's somebody i wanted to ask but like i don't i, don't, I mean you know, 
I, I can't even, you know, um, yeah, uh, hey, so, um, we're, we're starting, like, the, the group stuff, uh, this, this semester, right? Yeah, we're gonna be working with other, uh, adventuring parties, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. believe so. Cool, 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 yeah, uh, you know, I wonder, wonder who we'll get, you know, wonder, wonder who will be, uh, the team we, uh, we get paired up with, um, yeah, um, I mean, I just hope that, you know, schedules don't conflict too much, because, yeah, I mean, the band, this, this is, this is where it's at right now. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, uh, you know, it's kind of prepping us for, you know, prepping us for the future, <laughs> Uh, I just think it's going to be interesting that, you know, whatever venturing group we're being paired up with is going to get a full ass rock and roll band with them. You don't really hear about that in stories anymore about no. whole bard groups. That's some old school stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not even sure like if I'm, if I, if I, if I really am a bard, you know, I mean, I, I, Oh no, don't say that. You got, you got the heart and soul of a bard. You just gotta, you just gotta let it out on stage all your feelings and never say them say how you really feel in real life well no i, I don't i don't think that that yeah no hurt. no that's that's not right at all per like you should always say like what's on your mind man yeah oh, like, I, just be usually open. just be open every time i do i end up gift of gabbing yeah i think i have um, a problem <laughs> you do have a problem hurt you do uh, it, it's a pretty serious issue <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we talked about the book again, there, man, and and you know, I, I don't know. I got an earful for my mother. Don't you? Don't bring up my book. Okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna push, but like, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just, it's, you just seem off about it. So I just, you know, but we won't, we won't talk about it. We won't pry anymore. I just, I'll, I'll just leave off with this. Hurt. We're here for you. We're your friends. You can talk to us. Hey, I'm talking to you. That's why I'm sitting here on this bench talking to you guys, because I could be open and express myself with my friends. Cool. But just leave my fucking book alone. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I just the only thing I hope is that uh Professor Hodrick has kind of calmed down a little bit. I mean, last time he threw uh a, an ocarina at my head. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so not weird. Like it's not funny. It hurt. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty punk rock. I still was, think to this day about where he got that ocarina from. Does he even was, play the ocarina? I don't know, but it was solid oak, and it hurt. Like, like I, I, I couldn't focus on my enchantments, and my dad was like, um, he was like, oh, hey there, but oh, hey there, kiddo. You know, you're you're not laying the stuff in there quite right. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't, um, <clears throat> I don't do very good of my dad, but you know, he's kind of. I mean, that sounded just like him. I mean, you know, I, maybe, maybe I am a bard. <laughs> um, um, right. Uh, yeah, so maybe we should just go ahead and get into to professors, the professor's class. Uh, I know time's about coming up. I mean, we can grab some food real quick if you want, but... Um... Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. Dave oh. packed me a lunch. Oh, cool, Same. cool. Cool. Wait, Dave packed you a lunch, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's the relationship you have with my stepdad is weird and concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kurt, we've told you before, if you want to come stay with us, you're more than welcome to. 
<laughs> I just can't sleep. <laughs> I just can't sleep in a house unless there's like 50 other people running around. And so uh, on that uh, on that bombshell, uh, we're gonna move Hodrick down here. Hodrick steps over uh, real quick. Chris, your class is up over here. I don't know if you can see where I'm tagging, but right there. So I could see it. I like last um, earlier before the start. I scrolled up just to find my character. I'm like, ah, here I am. <laughs> okay, so Again so so Hodrick. So so these three are your just just like the Dougler was for. The other guys, these guys are your, uh, they're your char, your, they're your charges basically. Gotcha. Your homeroom guys. Yeah, yeah, you're they're they're your homeroom guys. There's a guy who are going to be with you basically the whole <laughs> rest of uh, rest of their time there. So, so, so you step my up. Aides. What was that? So essentially, they're my teachers' aides. No, 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 no. They're they're like your personal students. Oh. Yeah. I see. So, That's so you're insane. you're you're like their their guidance counselor, their homeroom teacher, uh, their party, uh, like their party sponsor. So they're basic, like advocate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, children. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so you come, you come. How do how how does Hodrick walk around campus? Like he owns the place. Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> he kind of walks around like he owns the place, but just in a sense of just like he knows that there isn't anything he could really ever do to him, but he knows that he's <laughs> just a teacher and not necessarily like the man on campus. Okay. I see it. So, so Hodrick, so you see you're, you're right here. So, uh, Hodrick, you step out and you see the guys all standing there, kind of, kind of talking about how do you, how do you address them? Well, looky here! What do we got just gathered around? A bunch of spring chickens fresh back into school! Hey, what's up, Teach? Good morning, Professor. Good morning to you! You guys ready for classes today? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Are you guys ready to greet the day with abject violence and anger and teach the new groups? Fuck uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, of course, that's... That's about as punk rock as it gets. Yeah, uh, Brayden, oh. ra Brayden raises his hand and goes, uh, Professor, just a quick uh, question, if I can. You got 30 seconds to state the question. Oh, okay, um, well, like, don't you think that, like, this sort of greeting is more like, uh, um, uh, Your uh, time um... is up, time is an illusion. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tyra is sitting on this bench, dying, like, trying to keep himself from just dying with laughter. That's so funny, little man. I'm ready to dodge. To me. I'm ready to dodge at oh, a moment's geez. notice. You're the best. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, anyway, are you ready to teach the next class of kids? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, why don't you lead the way, Professor? Alrighty, let's go. Okay, so uh, you guys go ahead and uh, if uh, Chris, if you remember the the way to the classroom, here's a door. There's the door there. Okay, so go ahead and, and walk everybody through there. The and uh, found his way. <laughs> so holy we... shit! <laughs> Did you see how fast he flew? Oh my god! God! Oh my gosh! Guys, no! Oh. I may be five foot one, but I right feel like I'm seven foot five. So, okay, so as that happens, so as you go through, you hear this. Boo boo. Um, period one is about to start.
Hey everybody, Jake and Savvy here. We wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dice and Consequences and for sticking with us. We had a lot of big life events happen, like us getting married. We got married. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty big. And so we've been a little bit busy, but from now on, things should be much smoother as far as upload times. Much more regular, absolutely. <laughs> be sure to please follow us, subscribe, rate, review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Dyson Podcast, or you can send us an email at Dyson Con- consequences at gmail.com attribution for the sound effects can be found in the episode description theme song and outro is firestone by seth baldwin and remember always find your best DD comedy and life partner Aww. <laughs> see you later guys You hear the bell ring, I suppose. The boo doo doo doo. It's bell. Is that a dragon? As the, uh, yes, it was a dragon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that trigger uh, some kids? <laughs> it's back! It's back! <laughs> It's okay. It's okay, Tommy. If that triggers the kids. They should not be at this school. Oh, Tommy, it's okay. It's okay. We're we're at home ec. It's fine. <laughs> but the dragon ate my house. <laughs> That's what happened last time we were at home ec. It was it was attract it it it, it cartoonishly floated to my my house after my mom left the pie on the windowsill to cool and it floated I put it on the scent over to it, and she ate I mean, the like, pie and the house. I mean, like, if you're just trying to avoid dragons, simple. Don't have a house. Um, come back to my TED Talk next week. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, no, you're they're they're down here. Oh god! I was gonna say, I was, I was like, do they approach? It's a weird said, power move. <laughs> Because you said approach the students, it's like, okay, moves up here, just like, just like walks through the walks up to the wrong group of students. He just starts talking to them like they're his. That's that that that's the most Hodrick move there is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my cataracts have been getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that guy? I'll see see you guys in about maybe an hour or two. Don't, don't correct him. Don't correct him. If you correct him, we'll fucking throw something. It'll be I hell can smell your fear. I, I'll see you later. I don't want an obscure instrument being thrown at us again. Sorry, my dog was barking to get out of the room. Yeah, no, I, I'm having a dog just really want all of my attention right now. All right. of I love that. Oh my god, Chris, I just saw your background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just saw it? I just saw it, yeah, because I have you guys, like, minimized at the bottom so I can have my, my screen up. Okay, right. All right, so you guys have, have an interaction with each other. Go ahead. Do your f- full range. Do the things. Yeah, do the- <laughs> hey, button. do it. <laughs> the sprawling castle, which is, or the sprawling campus, which is Everard Elkshaw uh, Academy. Can you guys all see it? Not all of it, but yes. Uh, not all I of it? I see a little, little see light. The entrance. Why are there two of uh, um, <laughs> There's two Hodricks. Wait, there's two, two Hodricks? Yes. Wait, wait, why are there two Hodricks? I don't know. Wait, how, wait, how did that second Hodrick get there? It uh, doesn't matter. Two is better.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you guys are on the right page, right? Yeah, yeah. There we are. Okay, everyone's there at the entrance. Okay, hang on. Yeah. Go ahead. And... I will just turn off the uh, the dynamic lighting for right now. Uh, uh, the question is, can the I walls? go through the walls? You can go through the walls. Unfortunately, oh, he right now. I can. All right. Yeah, unfortunately, you can right now because uh, I haven't been able to uh, to fix that just yet. But